I'm only taking the audio of this, by the way. So oh, whatever you do visually is fine. Oh, I should have told you that before you put makeup on, but then I was like, ah, it's a perk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I make you feel like you leave yeah, the house a little bit. For me, Aaron. This is for me. You know, but it's a perk for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's my show. I get to choose the perks. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uh, dress code, gold dresses, um, mm-hmm. just really tuxedo attire. Um, it's not for me, just for you. But yeah, I'm like the Magic Castle. You have to be wearing a dress. The Magic Castle. I, I won't let a lady in with pantsuits. No way. Not here. I fucking miss wearing pantsuits. That's what I used to wear to work all the time. Really? Yeah. Like, well, like a skirt pantsuit. Like, um, like the... The, the pantsuit is just the most I'm not fun, like, no, they were a formal skirt. clothes. It's a skirt with a jacket. Like, that's hot. And also, like, a majority of people bought these as costumes for their daughters, and I was buying them to wear to my professional working environment. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. As somebody who used to work at Flappers, I think all Halloween costumes are work attire. I always forget you used to work at Flappers. Uh, I think by the time I was done working there, it was still before you started comedy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it was, like, six or seven years ago was when I... Got fired. You got fired from Flappers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have. Yeah, it turns out I was funny, so they had to let me go. <laughs> There's so many people that I think they should fire. I'm like, you're insulting the venue and you're hosting the show. You should uh, not be here. You know? Yeah, they're like, that's what we do. Yeah, we pretend like we're too cool for the venue. But when I first started, the comedy store wasn't cool and people would make fun and shit on that place the same way. They thought the comedy store wasn't cool? How? Uh, the comics didn't because it was constantly empty and it was sad inside. And the comics they were putting up were all also bitter. And so they were shitting on the place too. And they would talk about it like a place celebrities used to drop in. And it what? turned around. So like, it's a completely different atmosphere yeah and like those comics i was talking about were like you you look back and it was like pretty big name guys you know it's like don barris or like tony hinchcliffe would use the host the open mic there a lot but they yeah. would they would constantly shit on that place and they would shit on it with love but they, they would shit on it wow i'm trying to remember who it was there was somebody that was talking about they like made it sound like a celebrity was coming you know they're doing that like whole hey, the comedy store is a special place and we come here because, you know, anybody could walk in, you know, like it could be Jim Carrey or Eddie Murphy or Dave Chappelle, but none of those guys have been here in years. Guys, here's Neil Brennan. Like, I remember that being an intro where like they would ramp up what it used to be to shit on what it currently is to bring up the next person. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And now it's just like, Crystalia lives there. Neil Brennan pops in all the time. Like, yeah, let him. What? I've never had a problem with the people who get tons of spots being there. All oh the time. no, I think it's so cool. It's the people that get zero spots that are there all the time. And I'm like, what is going on here? I look out there like I would. I went through a stretch of like I'd get kind of drunk and then I'd go to the comedy store by myself. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been drunk in that building, and I don't think I ever want to be. It's a weird, I started, that's how I made friends with one of the door guys is uh, Matt Lockwood. I got super drunk. I was going to ask you to drop their name, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> you know that door guy, Matt Lockwood, funny as fuck. He actually is really funny. And like now we're tight. But at the time, he had no idea who I was. I was new to the scene. Mm-hmm. And I, and he like ignores me. And I go, who the fuck do you think you are? And he goes, excuse mm-hmm. me? I was like, we once ate food at a diner and like with Kelly Ryan and you were there and you like, like we shared pancakes and now you walk around here like you don't know me. And he's like, who is this girl? And I'm like, fuck you. You think you're the shit? You think because you're a door guy that you like run this shit? You're an asshole. And I just like, <laughs> like was so drunk, like tearing this guy up. And he was just looking at me with like, uh, I think he fell in love with me. I think that's what happened because of that. But uh, has that worked for you? The whole falling in love with you? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we haven't talked since, but like, I think we have a really strong connection from that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely treated him like a family member. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. <for sure. laughs> yeah. I, then I took his head and slammed it against the wall. And I was like, I can eat as much ice cream as I want. I didn't realize it was Thanksgiving. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So you drunk fought him. Mm -hmm. I've only seen a couple of real big drunk blowouts there where you're just like, oh, oh, that door guy's getting fired. You know? I mean, I wasn't like screaming. I'm not like a psychic. Yeah, I I know. Well, you made it sound like you were doing both those things. Yeah, well, I I do uh, exaggerate sometimes in a story. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that's my favorite way to punctuate a sentence mm-hmm. 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 i love making noises that aren't that aren't words oh yeah like if i have a hard time telling no to somebody i just try to go like ah. is that from all the comic book reading you've done it's just like onomatopoeia all the time yeah just pow bam <laughs> crack oh, like when you cry to oh yeah, I'm like an anime character. Yeah. It just sort of pops out the sides of my head and I just go, cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> um yeah, I was afraid. I was like, don't make a noise too Asian after you make the anime reference. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I started and then I brought it right back down to my register. I was like, Good. nope. Good. We ain't playing that game. <laughs> um wait so does your podcast die when quarantine started um it died a little bit it had like a mini stroke i would say Mm -hmm. um we have like four episodes being edited right now that were that we recorded Mm -hmm. right before we recorded four have you thought about editing them one at a time so you can release them or or is it um see i kind of wake up every morning like imagine if the last four harry potter movies all came out at the same time they tried to edit them all at the same time that would be disastrous. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting concept, Aaron. One at a time and actually get things done. That's really interesting. Uh, I'm going to run that by my producer and see, you know. Um, I think you should. Yeah. Is yeah, this I mean, the record or on the record? Because it's two different stories. I don't know yet. Okay. I decide that afterwards. Then the podcast is going really good. And I'm really excited about season two. And it's going to be super fun. So we're all talking about right Okay, now. well, then you know what? Off the record, tell me exactly what happened. I won't put it in, I promise. Oh, I'm so over it. I'm just so over it. So you chose a topic and you were over it? 
Yeah, I'm, re- I'm actually like, I'm really over talking about sexuality. Like it's very boring to me now. I find it to be a boring subject. It gets, at first I was really, I was more interested in the religious part of it. So if it would go back to that, like I would love to talk about like religious, like shame and religious trauma and like other people's worldviews and how that affects their decisions. But as far as like sexuality, like I really am over it. Like, and then like everybody now like pegs you, pardon my French, but like, pe- like pegs you as like the person who has Ouch. like, oh. Sex, sex podcast. <laughs> and it's like that's not like what I'm really going for like it's yeah yeah I, I, I get it yeah all my friends talk to me about all their sex problems and I'm like I don't really care anymore like I'd way rather talk about like a- anything else right now yeah especially during this time of just like I don't fucking care. Like if you have sex, that's just great that you're just d- touching a person. Like, like just bless you. As an adult, I think adults are supposed to have sex. So I'm not amazed or proud of them when they do, you know, I'm not like, Oh my God, are you, is that person on stage talking about how they have sex in their 35? They're supposed to be having sex. I'm not impressed with it. It's not about the sex to me. Like to me, I find emotions and how people interact with their own emotions and other people's emotions to be way more fascinating. And that's, I think where it gets confused because they're like, no, there's a lot of depth in sexuality. And you're like, there's not, there's a lot of depth in emotion. In emotion. That's really, that's really good. Yeah. So it's almost like separate, like all the communication mm-hmm. and the diving in and like, and then like choosing a person like that is outside of, I mean, yes, it's all one and like it all ties together, but like, and we would if you talk, do it right. Yeah. <laughs> and we would talk about that, you know, like we would, I really like the podcast of like, I think we did talk more. We weren't just like, ah, fuck Johnny. Isn't that crazy? He has a text. Mm-hmm. To me back. Like it was way more than that, but you kind of, yeah, I follow me. those Twitters. Yeah. I love <laughs> I yeah well, i mean like because also the people that are like hyper like i'm very sexual person and the sexuality to me is such a defense mechanism it's because yeah. they're so afraid to actually touch down their emotions they're just like but sex though and you're like yeah but why are you throwing all the sex at my face well well yeah it's almost like bragging it's like we're still in high school like it's like i don't think it's bragging as much as it's just them being like because i do this thing means that my emotions are like I'm more strong emotionally but I won't talk about that which is weak emotionally it's also like boring intellectually like I'm I'm just I'm over here reading again for the first time in a couple of years because of quarantine and like I did you have to start over like kid books yeah yeah because I kind of forgot so I'm reading about a tree growing and the kid knocks it down and it seems like really heavy so I'm taking a break and then I'll move on to um I'll move on to like this book where I can pull out blocks and I have to put them back in like a Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I've been reading The Hungry Little Caterpillar and but he's hungry for sexuality. So it's kind of like getting me into adult novels, you know? Like <laughs> like that's the step into erotica. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, Fabio plays the caterpillar. It's could, pretty cool. I wonder if I could write some erotica and sell it. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna blow past that. <laughs> 
You're right. That's the footnote you should just say out loud to a How person. How am I supposed to be making money? I literally thought about camming the other day and I was like, I could just do feet stuff. And I was like, oh God. I had a friend just yesterday be like, I'm so broke. I'm going to start doing an only fans for my feet. And I really wanted to say, but didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Like who the fuck asked you to put things up at your feet? <laughs> you know, like where, when did you go over your whole body and you went, I think only my feet are sellable here. Well, it's actually, it's a, easy to hide. I understand that part. I understand that it's easy to hide. And you can also, distance yourself from the sexuality part. No, you don't. You definitely do not. Yeah. That is a lie you are telling yourself. Yeah, that's true, Aaron. I had a friend. Do you think you have cammable feet? Do I? No. Because you just said, like, maybe I'll just cam my feet. I know, maybe my hands. Well, let me see your hands. I'd rather see your feet. <laughs> Can you put all your rings on your toes then and yeah. see how that looks? Yeah, that's those those camp those feet girl really have long toenails that are Is that what they like? Yeah, they're really gross. And they paint them like French nail tips and then they have and then they like they like put them on things like a windowsill or and then they do sign language to talk dirty to the people it kills yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, you couldn't see what i was doing I'm with my little, hands i was faking I'm sign a bad language girl yeah exactly the big toe swoops under oh my god gross yeah do you do sign language no okay i'm just checking i don't know can you can you fake it like an accent Shut the fuck up. I'm not going to talk like a deaf person. I could do like. <laughs> oh, see. I don't speak sign language, but it definitely looks like you are mumbling in it. Yeah. Because you're not giving me any, any motion of punctuation. Well, that's pretty You're like good. trying to like go straight into the other, like as if it's cursive. But I think that it's, it seems to always be like real solid. This really is this, sharp. this is that. Yeah. yeah, like it comes a lot in blocks. Of like facial expressions. That's definitely not a facial expression using sign language, but that's good. What you don't see is Emily's now messing up her entire face of makeup <laughs> by by doing hand signals. Oh, are we recording this? Yeah, that's why I've been saying what we're doing. That's funny. I uh, I've been doing that for minutes. We've been <laughs> recording the entire time. Like keep forgetting. Yeah. Ah, oh, keep forgetting. Um, I mean, I did invite you to do a podcast, right? That didn't say, hey, you can ready for a call. I thought we were just hanging out. Yeah, we're just hanging out. I'm releasing this. This is going to be very public. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, how are you doing? No, I don't care. <laughs> wow. Okay, well. <laughs> day 78. The people close to me have now told me they don't care. Who cares? <laughs> um, I'll tell you the real thing about this, and I don't feel like I'm allowed to talk about it, is how much I enjoy this. Oh, yeah. No, you're allowed to talk about that. I, I, I think me and my friends are saying little pieces and pieces of that, too. Like, as much as I like interacting with people, I get to interact with them as much as I want to my phone, and as soon as I don't want to, I don't. Yeah. You know? So I'm doing more FaceTiming, more Zoom shows, all this, that, and the other thing. But then I just shut it off when I want to and I can just do this thing you know like I didn't like going to work anyways yeah 
and I know some coworkers and my boss listen to this, I don't like going into work. So if you're listening and I work with you and you're my boss, you can know that. Yeah. They don't like going into work either. Yeah, but I don't think we're allowed to say that because people are like, you should be so lucky to have a job. Yeah. Well. (sighs) Yeah, but like, you know, everyone's like, I wish I had a sugar daddy. It's like, I finally got one. Oh my God, that's. Yeah, but it's true because everyone wants a sugar daddy so they don't deal with work and they can just like, the checks are coming in, you know, like. Also, like, I'm still not on unemployment. Like, I'm so confused. I'm so upset. I just got my first unemployment. Oh, okay. I've been so waiting I just for weeks. barely got it. Oh, okay. I've been, I waited for like five weeks. Are you, okay. Why does it take so goddamn long? We're gonna have to talk about this later. Because so they're funny. like used to like 10,000 people a week applying for it instead of 3 million. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Yeah, that counts. Did you have to go to your work and have them send you unemployment paperwork or did you do it all online? They told me to not apply for unemployment when they furloughed me. Okay. And then like five days later, six days later, they sent out an email being like, now apply. Because I guess they talked to unemployment. Okay. And they set up like an account number with them to be like, yes, we really furloughed 200 employees. Here's their stuff. And so I was able to put that, like they gave us like a number in it. So when I applied for it online, I put it in, it gave the company's name and it just sort of set us on the right path. See, I worked for a temp agency and I was, I've always done long-term jobs because I'm a killer employee. And I was about to get hired on at Showtime because I was there for like five going on six months. And Emily, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you right now. If you're still at a temp agency, you can't be that killer of an employee, right? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I know you're really close to getting a job, which is like close to being able to brag about it. But like most temps (laughs) were like a day, three months tops. Okay. So and then just because you hide stuff around the office. (laughs) Hide stuff. What are you talking about? You're like, uh, I guess we need the temp from yesterday. We don't know where she put our paperwork. <laughs> That's and you're exactly like, here I, I go. I made Back myself. In. They couldn't let me go. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. So it's like they let me, Showtime let me go. But it's like, since it's a temp agency, I guess they technically could give you another job. But it's like, no, that's no, no, no. They said I could get employment though. But then they fired that girl. I'm all stressed. Yeah. I mean, when this is all done. I'm pretty sure Showtime's going to want you back. I know. From the stories I've heard from the Showtime people. <laughs> you, you talk to all of them. Yeah. No, I but know. but I mean by that is the way you've talked about it. Yeah. In private. Yeah. It sounds like you're back. doing good. They all want me back. We haven't talked since. Do I want to go back? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty killer job. What, other, what else am I going to do? What else am I going to do? I mean, you're doing it. I know. I'm doing some good writing taking a pilot class, finally, finally writing this pilot I've been thinking about for like, I don't know, three years. So that's- Can you tell us the entirety of the pilot so that way we can steal it later? Yeah, absolutely. So it's about this Thank guy you. named Aaron Marsh and he has a stick up his ass and then he, he mm-hmm. pulls it out. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I, it sounds like that pegging thing you were talking about earlier. Yeah, sorry. It's just always on my mind. Um, Why is that on your mind? <laughs> pegging? I think I just want to watch a man really squirm and have no control and possibly cry. I think that has more to do with your religious upbringing. 
If I really had to nail this down. It's like, I want to peg the religious, the angry God that I used to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you looked at Jesus on the cross, you're like, I wish that cross went up his ass too. (laughs) Why does it just have to go through his hands and feet? Couldn't they have put one right in the butthole? There's a hole for it for crying out loud. You can just put it right in. I know. But, um, you know, so I can't, uh, you know, no one's letting me, it's really hard. And, um, I need an enthusiastic. Yes. If someone's going to let me do that to them. So, and I haven't gotten, I've gotten a, yeah, but not an enthusiastic. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. That's what it's, it's not just about consent anymore. It's about an enthusiastic consent. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize you were being serious about that stuff. All uh, right. Well, um, I mean, I'll put up a Facebook status and we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah, like a Craigslist ad or something? No, yeah, but for people that we know. So that okay. way it, that way you can't escape it. Yeah, you definitely and, like someone we both know. Um, yeah, it's important that I know them because I'm really important to this part of the equation. <laughs> yeah, it's just like safe. And like if they come with a recommendation, like you understand their diet and their lifestyle, that's good. Yeah, yeah. All three of us will go out to coffee and I'll hear you guys pitch to me the idea. And then I'll approve it or not approve it. You know, like maybe I'll send you guys pilot. Back. I can't tell. I can't tell. You can't tell if this is the pilot? If the, we're talking about the pilot or the pegging. I thought we were talking about the pegging. Okay. Um, was, wait, so the enthusiastic yes was for the pilot? No, the, for the pegging. Yeah, we're on the same topic. Okay, got it. Okay, great, great. I just didn't yeah, want to come to this coffee date and, and be confused. Yeah, no, like... I can't green light a pilot. I can only green light a pegging. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I took that certification. Is you guys, yeah, you can still be wearing masks during it. I mean, that's whatever you guys decide. As a WWE fan, I prefer grease paint. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean if, if your friend, he'll probably want that too. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you guys could both dress up like wrestlers. I don't think I can put this on the internet now. I mean... We're all trying to make some money. You'll get producer credit. Uh, I don't. I don't need the credit. I just want the special thanks at the end. <laughs> I just want points on the other side. Is that the industry term we're looking for? Have you ever watched a porn and afterwards it said special thanks? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You, you've just never watched all the way to the end. That's true. I usually end about two minutes in. Yeah, and they're like at the end they give shout outs. <laughs> Like, this is for my baby girl. Doing all for you, sweetheart. You know, like. Bringing home the bacon. Mm-hmm. Shout out from Detroit or wherever. You know, like, they shout out whatever they need. Yeah. that's Wow. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I guess that's something I look forward to. I'll try to make it to the end. Yeah. Do you think you're going to make it to the end of quarantine? I mean. Uh, yeah. Well, we there really is no end in sight. So I think I'm going to make it. Mm. Okay. I think I have endurance. Yeah, because I placed a bet. Was somebody that I wouldn't make it? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't fudge with the bet, you know? Wait, please tell me about this bet. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I made up the bet. Okay, okay. I got excited yeah. that people were talking about me. No. Okay, yeah, they're not. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Have you left the house? Have you like done things like gone to the beach or the zoo? 
no, without haven't. a mask? No, I wear masks. Um, I have, I have, I, I have one house that I go to if I'm being real. Oh, you got a house friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that happened like two or three weeks into quarantine. I realized that this would probably go on for a very long time. So I just made a decision. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know that people could, but you know what? He lives by himself. We decided, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. This is my That's fine. This is my I don't think... I feel good about it now. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cause I don't go into any other houses. I wear masks when I go out. Like I went to Venice the other day and I I got in my car and I was like, hell no. And I got back in my car. Like it was oh, so no. Venice looks so busy. It was so it was disgustingly busy. I it was a friend's birthday. I was gonna say hi and I just called her. I was like, dude, I love you, but like, no way. And so I felt good about leaving. Um, but yeah, I go to the grocery store once every two weeks. I go on bike rides. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm buying a, like a night, like a, a road bike this week. I bought rollerblades. I am being a, going to be a roller derby girl. Uh, hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm that pretty punctuation. Good. I like what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Do you leave the house? I go to the grocery store. I feel like every five days okay. it's literally right there. See yeah. If you oh. look over to your left, you can see it. Oh, I can look. See it. Yeah. Yeah. Right on my window. Yeah. It's right there. Um, so I go to the grocery store a bunch. I've left like two or three random times for different things. Like I went to the ocean to see how the water's blue. Yeah. So I did that. You know, like, so I've done a couple of things, a lot of home workouts, which are kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. I so, so do you think all your spirituality was worth it? Growing up? Yeah. No, no, no. No, just, if you could, if you could raise your own child self, would you raise them atheist? Agnostic. Agnostic? Yeah. Yeah. And for the people listening at home, you were raised what? I was raised evangelical Christian, which is mm-hmm. the Christians that like to pass out flyers and talk to you about Jesus always and ask you if you're going to heaven or hell. Which is weird because you don't pass out flyers for your comedy shows and you think you'd be the best at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You'd think I'd be a really good barker. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. I <laughs> I refuse to evangelize about anything. I I try to not even to get dogmatic about anything because it's triggering for my mental state. Is so, that true? Actually, I'm I'm coming out of a state of apathy. I think for a while if that was true. I don't think I wanted to have a strong opinion about anything because I was wrong so wrong. And I like was a leader in the church and like was telling people my truth and people were following me and like and then I had to do a big fat holy crap I'm so sorry you know and then so so now it's and that might be the problem too with having I don't feel super confident having a podcast because I'm like what do I what truth can I possibly share with you like what it's just like it should be about the ways you guilt yourself and the way you beat yourself up over things that don't matter. Yeah, it's true. I like realistically, like that's what you're the master of. 
is you're the master of beating yourself up over things that are your own mental hurdles and of no actual hurdle in real life. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. Aaron, do you know me or something? Um, for years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. <laughs> um, yes. I do create problems in my head and then I try to drag the people I love into that. And they're like, yeah. I don't think I'm the reason for this. I don't think that, um, and, uh, yeah, it's hard. Like I could, I could very well like be by myself and, and just get so mad at everybody in my life for no reason and just blame and create problems. And cause I mean, it comes from every you night. You said you can, but I want to give you the full effort. You do. You, you know? do. Like, <laughs> I do. I yeah. Do. It's not, you can, you succeed. I do. It's hard. Yeah. And I have to do this mind fuck to get out of that loop and realize that I'm not like my poor roommate. Like I will just decide to like hate her. Like, and then I do you have do that with every roommate. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have it. And, and you know, when it's the fourth apartment in two years, you go, huh, I think it might be me. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, you should, put all of them together at a table so they can talk about what it's like to live with you. Yeah. That sounds like a screenplay. It sounds like a one act screenplay where they just all are sitting at a table and they don't know why. And then through the time they figure out they all have the same roommate and the end of it is you, they find out that you put them all there. Wait, that's so good. Yeah. They, they'd probably all talk about like, Hey, she's really cool. She can be oddly passive aggressive, right? Like, do you ever feel like really shamed by her? Do you ever feel like she's manipulating you? Like, and I'm like, yeah, yes, yes. I feel like I do that to everyone. I yeah. As the waiters are putting only gravy and like butter by each and every single one of them, like not for them to share, but all there. Like you probably need all of this they're extra napkins because you're calling them sloppy. The yeah. Yeah. Because everyone needs their own because they, you don't think they can share well, but reality is you didn't share well with them. I didn't. I, oh, I'm bad at sharing with people. I am counting. I'm always counting. So it's like, if you borrow something from me, I can like, you can't borrow my shit, but I know you do. So I'm entitled to take your shit whenever I want. It's, I did it with my siblings too. Um, bad. I mean, communication's not about math. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm even learning like, um, uh, the person I'm like seeing, what is it? I was like, Hey, by the way, like if I could invite, cause I can't bring him here. That's kind of the rule. I only go over there. And mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, if, um, if I could have you here, I would probably invite you over more. I really wish I saw you more this week. And he was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I hear you. And, uh, and then he goes, you can also just say that you want to hang out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, (gasps) like brain exploded. Like what? All I have to do is say, I want to see you. And like, that's Mm -hmm. it. But instead I got mad at uh, him for three days. Um, Yeah, exactly. And created a riddle for you to say to him. Yeah. Thinking, Oh yeah. Yeah. How many texts do you think I did before? How many friends do you think I talked to about that conversation that lasted two seconds? Well, I know the exact amount. Uh, too many. Too many. Yeah. You called everybody except for the person that could solve the problem. I know. It's so. And the problem crazy. was that you were unable to talk to that person. Yeah, that's it's so. So crazy. you need a podcast where you don't have to talk to people, but you talk about them. 
It's like I talk to everybody. It's like, why don't you? It's like when we're like, what do you think he meant? What do you think this means? What? And it's like, I don't know. You could ask the person directly. You could just ask uh-huh. the person directly. You could just say what you feel, and it's like not a big deal. I have a great idea for you for a podcast. Okay. We're putting it out here now. Okay. You figure out a guest, but instead of that guest, you figure out what you really want to say to that guest. And then you call like a bunch of your friends and you talk about how I should, how, how should I say this to this person? And then the end of the podcast is you call them and you figure out how you want to say it. And then you say it and then they just go, sure. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> and so it's completely about the mental gymnastics you put yourself through for no reason i do this how how do you know you're not alone in this you think you're the only individual that does this to people no no yeah you think you're the only one raised religious every religious person goes through all this why is it a actually why is this a religious thing like is it because we weren't allowed to be angry oh i can Ooh. uh call me when you're ready you in the front yeah you in the front yeah please oh thank you I think that we do this because religion really teaches us to push down our emotions because we're supposed to do the greater good of the religion instead of the healthier emotional thing for ourselves. And so we don't think being healthy emotionally to ourselves is acceptable because the greater good is the religion and the bigger picture. And so we don't take care of us, the smaller picture, our whole lives. Very good, Aaron, in the front. I also would like to add to that is like, we're also taught that, um, so if original sin, like we are born sinful and we need God to purify us. So yeah, that means my favorite sin. It's my favorite OG sin represent. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's like, if we have that, then all of your, your instinct, your human instinct, all of your desires are wrong. Yeah. There's no, of course. Yeah. Yeah. They teach God. you all of your desires are wrong. Yes. But you're like, no, we need to have sex to continue to survive. Yeah. No, we're going to have those emotions, regardless of if yeah. there's marriage or not, the emotions are going to surface. Yeah. I'm Second. Just, just writing I'm, down a joke based on a thing you said. That's good. Yeah. Steal it. Take it. Yeah. I'm still chasing the dragon of original sin. So I'm going to try to figure out how to say that correctly. Chasing the dragon of it's original sin is just, yeah, that's such a crazy concept that I hate so much that we were just like, you're just telling a child, like you were born a sinner. Like you were born mm-hmm. with yeah exactly you're already wrong and you're like for being a human and so all of your basic human things wrong i feel like it's kind of like a family feud how they have the thing that's obviously the answer but when you say it and they go and then steve harvey goes ballistic that's the preacher and that's the bible and that's religion and it's really just like uh basic things you desire as a human you're like sex and they're just like i can't believe you said that in front of your mother you're like that holy is, god that's insane like and then you're like mm-hmm. training your brain to not even think about like your thoughts are sinful so now you're like you don't know maybe yours you sinner <laughs> seriously <laughs> my thoughts are all care bear cartoons and bible verses yeah but those care bears are fucking i know it no they no they, they're just pegging that's different <laughs> the bible said that's fine yeah they, they did Definitely. Yeah. Um, that's great. I now have to move locations because my wonderful roommate is home.
fun fact about Emily Browning and myself is I feel like we hang out two times a year for the last four or five years. And every time we hang out, it is just jam-packed full of laughs. It's like the best. We have a great time every time we hang out and talk to each other. Always good conversations. We are able to go deep really fast, but then silly really fast. And I just, I love the dynamic. It's a great dynamic that we have. If you want to follow her in anything, because she's funny and all the things she does, I think she's hilarious. Follow her at Emily Browntown on Instagram. I, uh, I do laugh. I like it. It's a little gross. Emily, I know you're listening. Little gross, okay? At Emily Browntown. I told you guys last week to rate, review, subscribe, so you're off the hook this week, unless you want to do it this week, and then go ahead and do that. But now, since I'm not plugging the podcast, I'm going to plug my own personal stuff, at Aaron M. Marsh. If you're coming for the first time and you like me, follow me on things. You know, like, I also like to promote, like, all the podcasts that I'm on that are, like, other people's podcasts. You'll find all that on my Instagram, my Facebook, my Venmo. If you Venmo me $20, I'll send you links to other podcasts I've done. That's how nice of a guy I am. So I do want to say again, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me, I gotta be me, what else can I be but what I am? I'll go it alone, that's how it must be, I can't be right for anyone else if I'm not right for me, I've got to be free, I gotta be free.